When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, the owner of True Beauty Brooklyn Studio in Brooklyn, New York, Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro, Elizabeth's co-host and owner of Cheeky Skincare and Waxing, also located in Brooklyn, New York. Today, we have a really special guest. She is a recurring guest. Her name is Vanessa Bartlett. Um, She is a psychic. She's an occult and astrology enthusiast. We are going to talk to her today about intuition. We're following up from our intuition part one episode that we had aired previously and just learning about how we can listen to ourselves and follow our intuition. All right, let's get into the show. Hello. So happy to be back. I love You're, being on here with you guys. I love seeing you. I feel um, a certain amount of comfort, like a true millennial. You know, I think that <laughs> I don't go to church. I just go and visit Vanessa whenever I need some uh, <laughs> Vanessa is our life. religion. That's right. Deify me. That's great. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, no, but do you want to introduce yourself to the people? Yes. In case this is their first time listening to you, even though you're our four-time champ. I know. Right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm Vanessa. Uh, I'm a psychic and a medium, a tarot reader, an astrologer. Uh, I love anything occult, esoteric, Um yeah, I just, I, that's all, everything that I do. I just, I go in trance states, mediumship, talking to past loved ones, talking to guides, talking to spirits. It's all within my wheelhouse. Oh. I love it. We've had several episodes with you on where freaky shit started to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So was, insane. So insane. And honestly, Vanessa, before I met you, I've always been like very open to shit. Overall, you know, spirits open to ideas, period, but then open to, I think, other people's sort of visions of the world. But I wasn't necessarily like a believer, let's say, in psychics and mediums. And you've turned, you've honestly turned me into a believer, which sounds like very weird and cultish, but it's the truth because I've just like experienced really wild things with you. No, a lot of people say that. Yeah, I've experienced wild things by myself Mm -hmm. um, that I didn't open up about because they were so disturbing. Uh, That's one of the reasons it took me so long to come out fully, because back when I was in college, I I've always been into it. But, you know, you find your people all the time. You find, you know, the people who really enjoy what you what you enjoy. And I'd find people who loved tarot, who loved uh, mediumship. And I just didn't have boundaries back then. And a lot of things started coming through. So when you guys had that experience with me on the podcast, it was, I guess it's kind of, I'm not used to it anymore because I don't allow it to happen, but mm. I'm so aware of it that it's not, 
It doesn't freak me out anymore. I know that I can build a boundary so that nothing really gets in or that's that's kind of the first thing you should probably do if you want to go this direction is learn how to build your boundaries, uh, enforce them. It's just it's like water. You know, it just gets into everything. You know, it's humidity. It, it waters in everything. It's everywhere. So it's just you've got to learn how to fortify yourself, basically. Hmm. All right, girl. Yeah. Well, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, today is intuition. Intuition. So uh, we had our first episode of Intuition the last time. And I, I thought about that episode for like a month afterwards. I was like, man, I must have been such a Debbie Downer. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, it's like, no. okay, so just know that if your intuition, if you can't access your intuition, be, I mean, I was basically trying to say if you can't, if you feel like you can't access your intuition, don't feel alone in that. It's It's a natural thing to... Uh, feel disconnected or to feel like you can't understand which is your intuition, which is your emotion, which is your projections. It's hard for me, too. It's hard in my own everyday life. Uh, but now I wanted to talk about how to build your intuition, how to fortify your boundaries and be able to kind of tell the difference a little bit easier and then actually explain a little bit more about how to get closer to your own guides and your Ooh. own angels. And I, because I think that's what when people talk to me and they want to get better at this, that's where I think they mainly want to go. But most people don't know the paths. You know, they don't right. really know where it's supposed to go or what they're supposed to experience or what, um, you know, it, it, is this real? Is this not real? Did I, you know, all, all sorts of questions. So I wanted to get a little bit more into that, how I built my intuition and what I do now to get make it stronger and stronger because I'm still building it. Right. I love this. Yeah. Perfect. I feel like this is a great time of year also because, you know, we're going into fall. This is a season of uh, transformation, right? Like the yeah. the season itself is transformed. The earth itself, we should say, is transforming and, you know, the trees are going into their dormant state, let's say. And I think it's a time for all of us to kind of like look at to ourselves and think like, what do we want for the future? Specifically, what do we want for next year? What do we want? Yeah. How do we want to end the year? So this is a great time, I think, to be talking about intuition and sort of spending time with yourself and uh, discovering the next phase of you. The winter is probably my favorite time of the year for this mm -hmm. because it's Ancient especially... Yeah, exactly. I mean, for the people in the North... You know, it's much colder. For the people in the South, it may not be as, um, hinder like, the cold may not be a hindrance. But holiday seasons are over. People aren't really expecting each other to hang out as much. So you have a bit more time to yourself if you want it. Mm -hmm. And also just the, you know, the myths of going through the um, dark night of the soul, the shadow side. It really has to do with, you know, the fact that the sun seems like it's about to disappear, right? December 21st is the winter solstice. And... That is when the sun gets to its lowest point in the sky and then it starts to come back, right? So it takes three days, stays at the same degree in the sky, and then it starts rising again. So December 21st is, is super important in, in, to a lot of mythology because that's, you know, back in the day when they really were, were like, is it leaving us? Are we are we ever going to see the sun again? And obviously, you know, it, it uh, comes right back and everything, you know, sort of goes on. A, it's a cyclical process. It's not something that you really have to, nothing you have to make happen. You know, spring comes back, summer happens, like it all happens again. But that's where a lot of the rituals, a lot of the dance, a lot of the worship, a lot of the deification came from the fact that uh, you were close to death in the North. It would get so cold and the sun would almost leave. And so then it started coming back and uh, comes back up into the sky. And then when you get to the spring equinox is when it's again half day and half night. We just experienced that with the fall equinox, autumnal equinox, and it's half half day and half night. So when you get to spring, 
that's when the sun starts rising higher and higher. And then you get to the summer solstice when it's the highest in the sky. You know, when we have eight hour days, 10 hour days in some places. Mm -hmm. Right. So the sun is so, so, so important to a lot of intuition because the more darkness we have, the more we kind of go inside or the more we find ourselves uh, going inside. The internal experience becomes amplified. Mm. So that's why I like the winter season to go inside. Also, when you're talking about, you know, the spring, going into the spring, that's when growth happens again. That's the most powerful time of the year, right? Like everything that was dead once uh, all of a sudden comes back to life. So it's almost like you want to use your gifts then. Mm -hmm. You don't want to um, uh, necessarily go inside as much. And that's when leaves come back onto trees. That's when your house plants <laughs> start um, spreading their leaves as well. Like everything starts to come back to life. So this is the time that it should happen. Also, Mars is going to retrograde, I think, on October 30th. I'm pretty sure it's uh, October 28th or October 30th. I can't remember. Please don't yeah, quote me. And end of month. I was just reading this this morning. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be square Neptune. So I think a lot of people are just naturally going to experience uh, some hiccups in their life because Mars is already a malefic planet. And Neptune's pretty trickstery. It kind of play tr plays tricks on you mm. and square each other is a lot of times brings out a more negative effect. But one that you can sort of make something out of or you you kind of learn a lesson from or or it maybe strengthens you a little bit. But these are both kind of tricky planets. So if uh, I think this probably will air around that time. So anybody who's listening, take that time or, or this is your permission to maybe go inside for for that. Uh, I mean, it's going to it's going to go on until January. It's going to go on for a very long time. Mars takes a while to go back into direct. So it's going to be a while. This is like the perfect time to just stop movement, stop doing everything, stop trying to make things happen as much as allowing things to happen inside of you. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things for us to do because we are a culture of uh, if I want it, it can come to me. Like, look at Amazon, you know, <laughs> look at any any shipment now has to yeah. uh, has to you know compete with that. Or I live in New York. We, I think, uh, yeah, all three of us live in New York. You can just go out and get Chinese food at 2 a.m. in the morning if you want to. Like you can change your your moods. You can change your company. You can change your service. You can change anything you want. And so this is a good time to just sort of take a step back from that and kind of ask yourself what it is that you want. Mm. So talking about creating more space for your intuition is really asking yourself what it is that you want from certain things. You can't answer all of that a lot of the time because, you know, you, you're still kind of figuring it out. Some people are still trying to figure out what their goals are, what their, uh, you know, what it is that they're walking towards, what it is, what what does life mean to them? What are the things that they want to do um, that's not occupational, that's not, uh, you know, goal-oriented or work-oriented, the intuition is a part of that, you know, a lot of us, I think also a lot of people approach intuition as it's supposed to be, there's supposed to be a result mm -hmm. from it that you can really quantify. And a lot of times it really just makes your life a lot easier to walk through because you're not so scared. Mm -hmm. So like most of, I mean, I, I would say, you know, if you boil it all down, all of our actions are love and fear, right? They're based off of love and fear. Yeah. So if you love something, you go towards it. If you fear something, you move away from it right? Mm. It's one or the other. So intuition kind of creates a better middle ground there where if you feel pulled to something, you take a little bit longer to, you know, discover it, investigate it, understand it. And if you're afraid of something, you don't run away quite as quick. You, you recognize there's, there's a lot more nuance in every interaction or every experience that you have that doesn't require your reaction immediately, mm. right? So that's a really big uh, benefit that intuition gives you. And, and so this winter, everybody... Feel free to go into that space. Feel free to go deeper in that. 
I meant to look up the exact date. So my apologies that I don't know exactly the dates for Mars retrograde, probably because I was a Mars retrograde recently for a solar return. And I have a really, a really hard time with Mars retrograde. (laughs) It's just a really (laughs) difficult experience for some people, especially if it's going to square your own personal planets. But it's going to be for a good deal of time. And I'm glad it's during winter where, you know, at least the northern portion of the world can go inside, can experience, can experience these things without feeling pestered to always be out with other people. You know, I know we're going to go into the holidays, but then after that, it's also it's going to be retrograde for a while. So, we yeah, can use all you that until time. March. I, you know, I think it might be January, but it could mm-hmm. be till March. <laughs> I think it's till January. I know it's until 2023. I know it's until 2023. Okay. Could be March. I mean, like, I know I'm just, this is my, this is my trauma from Mars retrograde. Um, but so <laughs> why was it traumatic for you? Because, well, Mars retrograde. So the solar return is a chart that's cast for uh, when the sun returns to its exact degree and second of when you're born. So it can happen the day of your birthday, the day before, the day afterwards. And it basically tells the, uh, the year to come for you, the energy that you're going to be for the year to come. It's almost like a new natal chart on top of your own natal chart. Mm-hmm. And mine, it happened during uh pandemic. So it was very serendipitous that Mars, Mars is your action, right? It's, it's your, uh, your uh, decision to get up and go. What make it's what makes you get up and go. Um, yeah. it's like when you're, when you're, um, you know, running in a long race it's like the last five miles you're about to break down and you can't do it anymore and and mars is what kicks kicks in to get you through the last five miles or Mm. the last um two pages of a long paper that you have to write you know it's the thing that kicks in that makes you uh go above and beyond what you what you think you're capable of right Mm. so when it's retrograde a lot of times you can experience a lot of fatigue Mm. You're going to have you you can't sometimes you don't know your goals. You don't know what it is that you want. You don't know what you want to act upon. Um, so that was a, I mean, a lot of people experienced that during the pandemic, obviously, but it was in my solar return. And it, I, so I really experienced just not being able to do anything and feeling very, very negative about that. Mm. So I beat myself up a lot. And it was in Aries, too, which is it's indignity there. So when it's indignity, it does well. But it, when it's retrograde, it's all internalized. And imagine all of that energy being internalized oh, yeah, and girl. not being able to to let it out, you know, so yeah. I'm like, it me, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah, Like, wow. It's a lot. And then also there's. Right. Mm. And then the next year I had Mars was um, conjunct my son, which can all it's it's called combust there. So that also kind of creates an effective exhaustion. Right. Mm -hmm. So for two years, I've had Mars like just be the meanest thing in my (laughs) chart. And this year it's actually really great. So I'm just like, I'm just not going to look at you. I'm just going to like let it ride. And so this is is what most of us are going to be dealing with. So Mars in Mars is going to retrograde on October. I think it's the 28th, October 28th. And that's right. And that's transits. So when it's when it's in transit, it's something that's happening for everybody. It's the planets just today. Mm. Right. Or what's happening in the sky in the present moment. So a lot of times it shows up collectively. It's when it it uh, affects one of your personal planets that you really see the effect, like a personal effect. Mm. But because it's happening collectively, it feels like uh, maybe a cloud sometimes over people or maybe that kind of feeling of um. I just don't know what I want. I don't know co- collectively where are we going or collectively what do we want to do? How do we want to uh, approach things? How do we want to get over things? How do we want to um, affect things? You know, so if you're feeling like, especially during this time, if you're feeling weighed down by just your inability to act, I think that's going to be, you're not going to be alone in that. 
Sometimes I feel like, and Alex, I think that you could probably agree, like, you know, we'll go through these phases where everybody that's coming in the shop is just going through it. Yeah. And like, you just feel collectively like, just like, God damn. Yeah, it's crazy. What, something's going on, but we're all, and something, I'll feel it and not be able to say anything, but I'll be able to just be like, look, everybody's going through some shit. You heard it here first. You're not, I'm sorry that you're dealing with this, but I haven't come across anybody who's just like not going through me. Like this summer. Like I have actual proof. I don't know anybody this summer who wasn't going through some sort of like major transformation. Yeah, like huge, huge, huge. like really like huge. big breakups. <laughs> huge, really huge. big breakups. Exactly, huge really breakups. Big... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, well, the pandemic, you know, pushed that along too. But I think that it was. It's also. I mean, if you want, okay, I'll, I'll swing it back into intuition. <laughs> like, let's swing it back into intuition. I think that there's something missing in a lot of people's lives, and that compounds the issues in your external life. So when you're not in touch with yourself, when you're not in touch with something that's just greater than you, you know, it doesn't have to be some kind of deity or God or spirit. It can be lightning. It can be hurricanes. It can be tornado, whatever. You can just the earth itself is bigger than you. Yeah. Your need for control gets bigger and bigger. And so when things happen like breakups or, you know, you lose your job or you lose somebody in your family tragically or, you know, any kind of thing, it, it can really shatter you because in order to compensate for the feeling of, you know, kind of drifting on a, a wide ocean, not being able to kind of do anything, uh, it, it, metaphorically speaking, when those things happen, it kind of feels like you're drowning or like you don't know uh, how to relax. You don't know how to go with any kind of a flow because these are these are large things that are happening. But at the same time, you may not have enough of a tether with yourself. And so there's not a, a sense of of ease or a sense of like sort of overall it's going to be OK. You know, so anxiety gets ramped up so much more. Feelings of depression get ramped up so much more. Questioning yourself and your worth and what you have to offer gets ramped up so much more. And, you know, so we're in a an age of media, right, where everything is available to you. So you get to see all the horrific things and you get to be distracted by ridiculous things. And and so everything kind of feeds your mind. And so you don't really know how to feed yourself. You don't really know what feeds you, you know, because you're you're kind of searching for the food everywhere. Right. And this is um, what's super important about spirituality in general is it's nothing that you can find necessarily on earth. It's that it's within you and you are earth. Like, obviously, the physical body is a part of earth. Everything magic is a part of earth. And you use the earth to express your magic. You you guys use the earth by um, expressing it through a podcast, expressing it through a brick and mortar shop, expressing it through the body, expressing it through beauty. You know, like that's how you express the magic. But you found that desire inside. You found that that um, fulfillment inside and then you went after it on the outside. Right. So I think a lot of people don't know how to do that without putting it to an occupation. Mm. And so when you don't have that connection just to have it, just to nourish something that nothing else can nourish, then you 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 really lose a lot more than what you actually lost, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Or you just have that hole, that that God-sized hole that people talk about. You know, there's always a hole there. There's always an emptiness inside of you. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your intuition is actually what 
helps fill that up because you start to get to know yourself better. You start to communicate with yourself in ways that you just never have. Or you start to expect more of yourself and others. You start to have boundaries. And I mean, that was uh, one of our conversations about Venus, Venus retrograde. Mm was really looking inside to your boundaries, really looking inside and asking yourself, who's really worth what? And what am I putting out there? And what am I receiving that kind of gives me what I need in the day? You know, sometimes we also, especially with all these, you know, horrible things that we're watching, we want to be able to impact the world. And what can we do uh, to go and save everybody? And and how can I be of, uh, you know, be a person that can be of charity, be of help, be, you know, be of service and, and all these things. And it's not that that's bad. It's just, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> It's a lot of pressure and you're just not, you're one person, right? You're one person. So really the way that you change the world is, or the way that you affect the world, the way that you want to is by doing it to yourself first, right? So if you want the world to calm down, you've got to calm down. You know, if you want, yeah. if you want people to have better interaction, if you want people to to uh, not be triggered so quickly or to um, experience a lot more ease or or to feel more peaceful, then you've got to do that to yourself. You've got to do that for yourself. And then mm-hmm. you lead by example. And that's how you really affect people is by leading by example or being person that they can communicate with in order to learn how to do that or, or in order to feel safe to do that. Like the fact that you say to me that I'm the first person that has made you maybe believe in psychic abilities shows that you have a trust and there's an ease now. It's not mm-hmm. that the whole world then collapsed around you and you, got, you began seeing spirits and and people started haunting you, you know? It's just that <laughs> you became a little more relaxed to the idea that there might be a little bit more fluidity than what meets the eye, you know? We can't see totally. all of the color spectrum. We can't hear all of the the um, sounds that resonate through the world. There's a lot of things that we can't experience because we're in a physical body. So it's not it's not crazy to believe that we can, that we can interact with that kind of energy. It's just that fear uh, and high, high, high expectations kind of keep us from connecting in that way. Like, look at meditation. So the two things that I want to tell you about increasing your intuition, the first one is meditation. That is, if you want to talk to your guides and your angels, if you really want to go down that path, you have to meditate because you talk too much in your mind. Everyone does. We all talk too much. And you're talking without even hearing it. I thought you meant just us. Yeah, I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, just like I'm gonna take this super she's personally. Like, well, God damn. <laughs> I'm know. like, oh, I'm like, she's right. She's right. <laughs> she, she, right. <laughs> she called me out. <laughs> but we all do. Every single one of us does. That's why we're so addicted to social media, is because that at least makes us stop thinking and we let something else think for us. You know. Yeah. So it's this constant conversation that sometimes has to do with something really big and meaningful in your life, but a lot of times is echoes of things that have happened before, subconscious thoughts, anxious thoughts, uh, trying to predict the future, trying to reconcile the past. Very, very rarely are you in the room with yourself. You know, very rarely can you handle doing the dishes without thinking about anything else, you know, or... um just being with yourself in general. A lot of people have a really hard time with that because uh, old feelings come up or, um, you know, past trauma is still uh, affecting them. Or like you said, a breakup might still be on your mind or, or whatever, you know, and there's a lot of things that hinder or make it harder for you to meditate. But that doesn't mean that meditation isn't doing something for you. You know what I mean? It's it's the same as working out. It's like you might have, you know, a couple of weeks where you don't go as hard or you don't, um, you know, 
try to, you know, add extra weights or add extra videos or whatever it is that you're trying to do. But it doesn't mean that nothing happened. You know, it doesn't mean that yeah. you didn't have any kind of positive effect. It's the same with meditation. So you have to, you have to quiet your thoughts. So I actually created, um, and it's going to go up on my website soon. So if anybody's, if you guys are interested in this or uh, anybody who's listening, I created two guided meditations that I use in order to go into a trance. So that is going to get you closer to your intuition is because when you start meditating, your body will start to turn off. And that's what really scares people. Also, it's like, oh, my God, you know, like how I have to keep everything moving in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. So the first one is a calming meditation where basically it just keeps reminding you to calm your body down. So, you know how if you sit there and you try to meditate, you like squint your eyes a whole bunch or you like find yourself like pressing your fingers into your legs or something and you don't realize it. Have you guys I don't know if you all meditate ever. Sometimes it's hard for me to meditate alone, but I'll go to like sound bath meditations. Mm -hmm. But I definitely need like a lot of guidance to get myself. Actually, the last sound bath that I went to, there were two people guiding it. And one of them at the beginning was like, just imagine yourself on your back floating down a river. Mm -hmm. And that was what I came back to every time my mind would wander. Yes. And so I've been using that. And it's That's helped. beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's a lot like transcendental meditation, which gives you a, uh, a phrase to say in your head to bring you mm. back to where you are. So that's that's a very helpful visualization for me, who's like anxious and it's hard for me. Absolutely. To like get out of my own head. I found it very helpful. Yeah, exactly. So that's that. So that one guided meditation is similar to that, where it's like it's basically to get you to calm down inside of your body. That's the first guided meditation is just get comfortable inside your body. The second meditation I, I would suggest to do after the calming one, just so you get used to letting your body uh, calm down. It, the, the second one's going to literally walk you through turning off of your off your body. And then you're going to focus for a, probably, I think it's about 10 minutes you focus for it. And then you're going to start turning your body back on. So it's like getting into some kind of like um sort of like a bath in a way, you know, you're getting into the bath and you're staying focused and you're staying present and you get out of the bath and it just teaches you basically how to how to focus. And the mm. better the more you can focus, the uh, that's when you start to experience like guides or angels. That's when you really can start to uh, go further than just your intuition. Your intuition is is an incredible superpower. So you don't have to go that direction. But if you are a person who wants to get closer to the entities around you or wants to get deeper into this experience that your it's trance is the way to go with that alpha waves are meditation trance waves are theta waves or um alpha waves are inspirational you can find yourself in meditation like um solving a problem or be becoming inspired and wanting to write or you know all sorts of things can happen with alpha waves because alpha waves are just listening so when you're listening to me right now, you're on alpha waves. Hopefully mm. you're not thinking about anything else, but that's how focused you are on, on the situation. You're in alpha waves. Mm -hmm. Theta waves are more like daydreaming. So mm. that's when you're going to start seeing things. So I see things. When I go into uh, my trance states, it's easier for me because I've done it so many times that I can do it in a reading and it doesn't hinder me that my body's more off. Mm. But it gives me the visualization and it gives me the sensations and it gives me the uh, the words because I'm not thinking about anything else. There is mm. nothing going on in my mind. I have to empty everything out so I know it's not me. 
I know. And that that's why a lot of people like I feel have a hard time believing that their intuition can work for them because it does take a while. It just takes a while. You have to practice that. But the other thing that you have to practice that I think is a little bit easier, at least in everyday life, is validation. So mm-hmm. it's not just validation in the sense that like, yeah, I got that right. I, I envisioned that or I, I predicted that and that was going to happen. Intuition is something that a lot of people don't realize they have because they label it only for people and relationships. You can have intuition towards plants and animals, opportunities, music. How many how many incredible composers use their intuition to express? Mm-hmm. Acting, any kind of art uses intuition. You know, any kind of relationship uses intuition. Like if you have a green thumb, you're intuitive. So mm-hmm. those are ways that you can start validating that you have intuition and that that it it was effective in your life. And so when you go to sit down and meditate in order to get closer to your intuition and to yourself more so than the outside world or more so than, you know, working with other things, it's a little bit easier to go there because you realize you're intuitive already. You know, you mm-hmm. you already exercise that ability. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I realize like the further in my career I go and like the more shit that I build and the more times I reach goals that I set, the more I believe in myself and the more I'm tapped into my intuition because it's like it's proving itself. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. bitch, you did it before. I have yes. literally have these conversations with myself, especially if I'm feeling down. Oh, I'm like, bitch, who the fuck are you to say you can't do this? Look at all the other shit you've done. It's proven. Look at all these people. You know, girl, I will start to lay out facts. If I'm real low. Yeah. If I'm just like, girl, like, you know, when you're having those days, everything is shit and you're just sad, right? I'll start to lay out the facts. Well, this person believes in you. This person believes in you. You got this. You got this. You got this. All that shit's real. And if all that shit's real and you made that happen, then all this other shit you're telling yourself has to be false. Exactly. That's exactly it. And sometimes both can be true at the same time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Just like taking risks on yourself, whatever that looks like, and seeing them pay off, it exercises that muscle. And the more you do it, the more, yeah, you believe in your intuition. But that's it. Exactly. Like you you have intuition towards risks, you know, like and that intuition is not necessarily that that risk will pay off, but that Elizabeth has the capability of creating the world that she wants. There it is, girl. And so that's, yeah, like it's that's intuition. It's It doesn't tell you, you know, that every single thing is going to go your way. It says this is the truth about you. Like, that's the thing. And, like, we're so, and I, wouldn't even, I don't want like to say addicted to the outside world. I think we're addicted to social media, but that's what we are in uh, the world, you know, that's exterior. Like our body is in the outside world. Our yes. voices go into the outside world. Everything we experience tangibly is in the outside world. So of course, we're going to lean towards the outside world. So it's hard for us to imagine that, you know, consulting ourselves is going to have any, you know, a a result or response that's better than the outside world, right? Mm. But if you look within or if you ask yourself, you know, what you're made of or you validate the things that you're good at, right? I mean, like, I'm intuitive. When I learn something once, it becomes like very quickly second nature. I'm just very quick with picking up things. Even if I'm super, super scared and I think I'm going to fail the entire thing, once I do Mm -hmm. it once, it's not nearly as scary. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes intuitive because I know that I'm capable of this. And so I continuously get it right. Now, when I get it wrong, it doesn't say that I'm no longer intuitive. It's probably either that I tripped up, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't paying attention. I was probably actually letting my mind wander. Or there's something that you're missing. Or there's something I'm missing. That's the other thing sometimes. It's like, what is, if, you know, if you're trying to do something and you 
can't, but you're seeing people around you that can, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. It's like, what do they know that I don't ha- know? Because exactly. I'm not a fucking dummy. There's Even if it's brain surgery. Well, they went to a that whole so school. You know what I'm saying? That's what they know that I don't know. But yes. it's like putting the pieces together and saying, like, there's a puzzle piece missing. And either I need to figure out how to fix that or I can meet somebody else who will show me that way. Absolutely. But it's not necessarily that I'm a dumbass. No. no. Yeah. Every time I hear somebody say, um, I, I, I don't I don't know how to do this because I don't have this thing. I'm like, just go look on Amazon. Like you don't you, like it's 2022. Yo, it's created exactly. an eight times smaller now. Exactly. So, like, it's, it's available. And somebody else has had this problem. Yeah. Somebody else has had this problem. Even like little things. I remember like when I first started doing like lash extensions. Right. I could not figure out I was just having such a hard time. And this was probably like the first thing I actually like really learned in aesthetics. So it was before I knew like all of the different, like that anything, there's going to be a barrier to entry, anything, like exactly what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. And I remember talking to my partner at the time and I was just like, I just like all these other girls can do this and I can't do it. And he was like, well, what do they have that like you don't have? And I was like, oh, they all have these lights, but they're like $300. And he was like, so get the fucking lights. And you know what? I got the lights. And that was the difference. It's because they could see shit that I couldn't see because I had this shit dump light. Yes. <laughs> you know that what I is mean? such a great example of intuition. Yes. Because your intuition was externalized. Somebody saying, bitch, just get the light. Yes. And, and that is your intuition saying, we need a light. Like, but now I, but also now I realize, like, if something, if somebody else is getting something done, all these other fucking bitches know something that I don't know. So what is it? What is it they're doing that I'm not doing? Maybe it's a light. Maybe it's something else, right. <laughs> but like there's usually an answer. Let me give you an example of somebody who um, I, I read recently. I read I read this person a couple of times. They're going through a pretty bad breakup. And I think it's with somebody they've been with for a very long time. And they keep communicating with me. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm nice and I'll, I'll let this person talk because uh, I've been through a breakup and it really hurts. But I'm so I'm on the inside of what's going on and also like being talked to in a spiritual way at the same time. So I have to like monitor like, you know, because it's like how much karma do I want to like take on here? But <laughs> but something that they said that I was actually like, I have to say this on the podcast because they brought up a really, really good crossroad point about the issue between, you know, is it my intuition or is it my like my feelings and I'm sabotaging myself or I'm, you know, I'm not doing the right thing and I'm going the wrong way. And they said, you know, I know that there's a problem between us and I know that my ex-partner or, you know, they may get back together. Who knows? Um, I know that they are still wishy-washy, even though they came back into my life and they were like, no, I want to do this. Then we had one fight and they were wishy-washy, but I still love this person so much. So I don't know which is my intuition. And I said, it's not your intuition isn't telling you necessarily whether or not to stay with this person. I mean, I think it's saying personally, I think your intuition is saying you probably shouldn't be with this person. Yeah. But what they're they're, what it's actually saying is this person is not giving me what I need. So either this person has to grow or or we have to change in some kind of dynamic to get what I need. And, and hopefully if I can give back to them what they need, that's what needs to happen. But that is grounds enough to not be together. It does not mean you don't love the person. It doesn't mean that you don't you feel like you're you're not feeling like you're going to fall apart. Of course you feel like you're going to fall apart because that's love. When you lose love, it is a really, really painful experience. But if that person doesn't have what you need, as a matter of fact, makes you fight for what you need all the time. 
makes you uh, feel afraid to express what you need, makes you feel afraid for your future. That's your intuition. Your intuition isn't saying you don't love them. Your intuition is saying whatever whatever you're feeling is valid, but I'm not getting what I need. And that's the issue. That's what hurts is that it's not about love. It's about you discovering what it is that you need. Who are you? And a lot of times that can be very scary to find out. There, a lot of us think that we're bad people. A lot of us think that we aren't good enough, that we have, you know, our insecurities keep us from doing things, from from um, believing in ourselves in certain ways. How many people uh, on their deathbed say, I wish I had I'd taken myself a little less seriously, or I wish I had gone for certain things that I was just too afraid to go for. That is your intuition. It is not telling you that you, if you want to go for for music, that you're going to be the next superstar. It's just saying, I need music. I need it. You know, so like that's that's why intuition is so important because it gives you a sense of yourself that nobody can take. No one can take that. And that's what helps fill that hole up because it's not anybody but you. There's nobody but you in there. And that and and whatever it is that filled up then has so much more to give people, so much more to give to a relationship, so much more to receive from a relationship. Because if you're fighting for your needs or you feel afraid to to uh, stand up for yourself or if you feel afraid of, of losing people, or you're constantly people pleasing, then you're always against yourself, away from yourself, um, using other people to uh, show that you that you have perseverance when that's actually wasting a lot of your en- energy on what? on just trying to get somebody to be what you need. So that's the scary part. You do lose people. And I think that that's like a, you know, a joke that goes on in like social media. The meme, like, There's a lot of memes in like spiritual communities where it's like, I I opened up to my intuition and I went through the dark night of my of, of the soul and now I lost everybody. And it's like, well, you had, so, you had some pretty bad picker before then, didn't you? Like, that's not other people. That's you. It's still just you. You're the one who had these friends. You're the one who had, I mean, and on top of that, like if you lose family members, right? That's that's a whole other dynamic. And it's unfortunate that that may happen. But a lot of times when you start to change and your intuition starts to kick in, a lot of your family members benefit from that. You know, you don't know who in your life benefits from that as well because they need permission as well. A lot of people don't have permission to be themselves or to to accept themselves. Let's not even say be themselves, but really accept themselves. And on top of that, intuition will also show you, like you said before, Elizabeth, where you need to change. There's certain shit that you just don't do well enough yet. You know, like like that light that you had. You can sit there and cry all you want and say, I, I um, deserve better. I deserve to be able to do it as, as well as these people. I deserve this. I deserve that. Well, sure, but there's something that maybe needs to change or there's something that you need to implement or there's there's a humility factor to it that gives you more flexibility of ego. It gives you more flexibility of of what you can be, not just what you are, right? That's integrity as well. It builds your integrity. You you start to look up to people more. You start to feel less competitive with people and you feel more in tune with the, the possibilities of your future rather than what you are right now because we're always evolving. This moment it's just passed. That one right there, just passed, just <laughs> passed. It keeps passing. You're in the present moment, but the moments keep passing. Time goes on, whether you want, whether you like it or not. So if you if you have a shutdown intuition, you're also the person saying, I'm not going to change because I am who I am. Well, are you getting everything you want? Do you have the relationships that you want? Do you have the career or the path or the, the, um, the love or the happiness that you want? Is it everybody else's fault? Is it everyone else? Because that's, again, looking at the outside world, right? So it, it, it demands 
a much healthier ego, a much healthier flexibility than I think social media, especially in pop culture, ask of you. They're they're very single-minded people, right? A lot of, uh, you know, the very famous um, figures you, you kind of know what it is that they're like, look at like Kanye West or like things like, or Yay, please make like they're very single minded figures, you know, like, you yeah. know, like they're not, they're pretty transparent about the fact that they have an ego, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that ego is not what he just said. I cannot be managed. <laughs> like we all know. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> don't worry. But like, yeah, yeah. It's, but that, that, it doesn't mean that he's not intuitive with his music, right? It doesn't mean that yeah. he's not intuitive with his art. It just means that he's probably, I mean, it may, uh, to me, it's like not very intuitive with yourself. Yeah. You know? So all of that, uh, that's like, I think the biggest benefit of intuition is that you are not triggered nearly as much by other people. You don't take things nearly as personally. You listen a lot better. You laugh a lot more, especially at yourself. You relax a lot more. You know, it, it helps with anxiety. It helps with the the feeling like be, of being a cork in the ocean. You know, you, you you really are a vulnerable person. You're a vulnerable creature. Just because the day went well doesn't mean that, you know, something out of nowhere can't completely ruin everything. Yeah. So, yeah, like, like I think, Alex, you were saying before that you suffer with anxiety with that, you know, or, or like the idea that maybe, you know, I'm not predicting everything. I can't, you know, make sure that yeah. everything goes a certain way. And I don't think you can fully escape that unless you're like, you know, a Buddhist monk on top of a mountain, because we all mm-hmm. still have to stand in line at the CVS, you know, like we all still have to like, you know, do these stupid things that we don't want to do every day that that get us, you know, upset or anxious or, or unhappy, all sorts of things. Like you have to deal with life. Like that's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Welcome, you know, <laughs> it's, but at the same time, you can choose your own peace as much as you can. And that a lot mm-hmm. of times requires you, you know, like walking away from certain people or telling yourself that you need to do better about certain things or, you know, OK, this is something I self-sabotage. So I do need to work on this or learning what your anxiety is like. I didn't I didn't realize my anxiety was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I found that out. That was an intuitive like I was like, people got to feel this way. <laughs> like, I, I was searching. And I was like, oh, all of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone feels this way. You don't feel so alone. So intuition in that sense is is such a benefit to your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health. And it's something that we don't really look at like that. It's always just about magic because everything has to be about manifestation. Everybody, everything has to be about consumerism. Mm. Everything has to be about what I, I need to get. So if you look at it this way, if you look and, and you question, am I projecting? Is this my feeling or is this my intuition? I'd say 99% of the time you're projecting and it's your anxiety if you are anticipating a future that may or may not happen. That's anxiety. Yeah. Because your intuition's just going, I don't know, it's not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's nothing to gauge, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. But, like, but yeah, if it's yeah. something that is here, you know, something that you really are dealing with, something that's a day to day crisis or a day to day desire that you'd like to go towards, it probably is your intuition saying, I need something, or, you, you know, there's something that will fulfill me if you go that direction, or something that we can shed. And I can be more myself where I can feel more safe as a flexible human, as a person who's gone through, you know, things that hurt. And now I'm not so scared of getting hurt all the time. I'm not so scared of what's going to happen. And, and you know, if you hold on to it, if you, if you hold on to like every heartbreak, every pain, and there's some people who have very, very sensitive nerves, and that's very, very difficult. I will always go back to meditation because you are you are absorbing something and not letting that shock go. 
You know, like you're, it's like the shock wave is just in your body forever now, you know, because you won't let your body relax. And again, it's hard. Some people need to go to therapy with it. Some people need to be like, Alex, you need to go sound bath. Like there's a lot of ways you can do that. It's not a purest thing. You yeah. know, you can technically, you. I mean, I would even say like listening to podcasts could even be meditative as long as you're not doing other things with it. You know, if you're just yeah. really just listening, you know, and yeah. just allowing Absolutely. yourself to be there, right? Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Vanessa Bartlett, and she's going to give me a quick little reading, which I'm really excited about. Yes! So um, I wanted to mention a tool that everybody can use uh, is the tarot, obviously, to to uh, build your intuition. And I say obviously because I'm, I'm assuming most of us know what the tarot is in general. But it, you can um, learn it scholastically. Like, I learned it... Uh, very logically, but it pushed me to be intuitive and not try to make it into something, just sort of let it be what it is. Like I, I told you guys earlier, I'm going to start a podcast on the tarot. So that's made a lot, a lot of fun to teach, but it's way more fun after you learn all of it to just let your intuition go with it. And that's a great way of validation as well. You know, you can pull a card for yourself every day. It can be something for you spiritually, something for you to think about, or it can be something for you to notice in the day if you're trying to get better at, uh, you know, linking cards up to what's happening in the outside world. But we're going to do a quick, small tarot reading on Alex just to see what's going on in her world and, you know, just see if I can pick up on some things, because me and Alex don't talk, so I don't know anything that's going on with you. Yeah. We don't talk on purpose. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, but it'll, I feel like it'll make this reading even better. I know, right? Exactly. So um, when I start a tarot reading, so if anybody, you, me and Elizabeth have done tarot readings before, but if you call me for a tarot reading, I start out with the bottom of the deck. I shuffle the deck three times for your uprights and reversals, and then I look at the bottom of the deck first. So the first thing is the two of swords reversed. So swords in general are conflicts, but so it's something that's going on in your mind, like you can't really get, get it away from your mind. It's something that you've been processing or thinking about. But when it's reversed like this, it's probably something that you've come out with. Maybe there's been something that's been bothering you or something that you haven't felt right to say until now. Maybe there's something that you've been processing or trying to figure out how you want to say it or what you want to say. Um, but let's look a bit deeper into it. Okay. <laughs> the very first card that comes out is the two of swords reversed. So this is a big thing. This is something that you, because um, I just saw, uh, people can't see me, uh, but you can hear me. I just shuffled them. So <laughs> that tells me it's compounded. A lot of times the bottom of the deck will come out in the first reading because it is a big deal, but it's rare that it'll come out as the very first card. So that tells me that whatever it is, you really have come out with it or you are ready to talk about it or there's something that, like if you haven't said it yet, you've you've formulated your words and that you're ready to communicate. Does that make any sense to you? It does, yeah. Cool. So, oh, another sword. So what's on your mind with this is an answer. This is the Ace of Swords. Okay, so we've, we've saw, the, both of these are at the very beginning of the numbers. So this is something that's pretty either pretty new or maybe a new idea or a new thing that's come up or something that hasn't gotten past like a, a formative stage. So you found out information or you found out something and it feels like it's right to you. 
So whatever it is that you want to open up about, it is something that you're like, I know what I want now, or I know, um, I know I want to say yes to this, or I know my response to this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. So then underneath you though, is the, that's lo- is the nine of cups. So we have these two swords and that's a lot of conflict, but what's underneath this is what you've wanted. There's some wish that came true or something that makes you feel really good. It's something that you feel um, will fulfill you in some kind of way. So even though there might be a conflict or an issue on the surface underneath, it feels like it's really right or it's something that maybe you've been asking for or something that you really wanted. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. It does, actually. Okay. So now we're going to just talk about the past of all of this. So this is coming from either... So this is the hermit reversed. This is coming out of a time of isolation or out of a time of thinking, deep thinking. A lot of this is mind. So whenever you see swords, like I said, conflicts, but that's in the mind, right? This is also very mental. So there's something you've been either brooding over or or like really, really thinking about and trying to get to your right answer. And it seems like now the right answer has appeared or you've gotten the information that you need. So I'm going to say overall, this is the Ten of Pentacles. It's on the bottom of the deck. And this is your overall of this. Tentacles are all about money. And it's all about uh, having enough money to fuel your life. So you might be, whatever this is, it's going to be about money or it's going to be about what you want for your future in terms of your finances. It could be about the kind of house that you want or where you want to live or the kind of money you need in order to make certain things happen in your life. And so whatever this decision is or whatever it is that you're coming to is probably has something to do overall with your trajectory of money or what, what you where you see yourself in uh, the next two, five, 10 years and how you're going to finance all of that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And actually, I've been I really want to like own an apartment at some point. And I lately have just been like, I think that I could do it. Like, I think I could even do it by myself, not in Brooklyn. (laughs) No, (laughs) Uh, that would be impossible. But I'm like, I think maybe in five years, if I'm like really good about my saving, I could maybe get like a small apartment in Rockaway. Um, like not even with my husband's help, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is just, I you know, we'll see how things go. But it has been on my mind like way more lately than ever. I don't know why. That's awesome. Well, yeah. And it's something that's going to make you very happy. The Nine of Cups. This is something that you really want. This is something that feels good to you. Yeah. I think I always used to feel like, wow, like owning a home, it's really hard to do, you know. I mean, I still feel that way, but I started to realize like, oh, it's so much to worry about. But then I started to realize like, no, there's more worry when it comes to like, will my landlord, you know, sell my building and then I might not have a home. Not that that's something I'm like thinking about daily, but like it is a reality, especially living in New York. And so, yeah, just having I think to at least at some point in my lifetime be able to not have that. But not have to worry about that. Yeah. And again, you said the word worry. Yeah. Those two, the very first two cards that came out were swords. So it's worries. Me worrying? Right? I know, right? <laughs> Do I ever worry? Exactly. <laughs> I've never known this woman to worry in her life. Right? <laughs> well, what I think is really cool about this, especially since what you're saying is like, because it, it is the beginning of the the numbers. So it, I'm going to go, if, if anybody's interested in this, it's gonna I'm going to go over all of it in the podcast that I'm doing. It should come out, I think, early November. But the, the earlier the number, the more it's about something that hasn't necessarily materialized yet. Mm -hmm. So it's still with you. It's just like a thought. 
right? Or something that just sort of is is finally coming to surface. So having both the ace and the two is saying, you know, you haven't bought the house yet. <laughs> you know, like you haven't done anything towards it necessarily yet. Um, you just know that it's something that you may want. And having this two of swords reversed is you... I mean, I don't know if it's like I've you don't have a down payment to give anybody that's I don't see that anywhere. But it's yeah, more no, like I I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm going to stop um, telling myself it's not possible. I'm going to I'm going to actually yeah. open up about it. I'm going to actually like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start looking at Zillow. <laughs> like, I'm going to I'm going to, awesome. um, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like I'm I, like I can even see you saying to yourself, you know, timelines, because right now the mortgages aren't aren't good. You know, like those are certain things that you're saying to yourself. You're getting more strategic about things, but it will fulfill you. It will make you feel good. Like it is something that that um, overall in your life, this is the only nine. So you're getting like into your future. So this is supposed to make you feel good. I told you I wasn't going to tell you your future, but do you want to know it? Because I pulled the card. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to. Aw, uh, yeah, you can tell me. I just don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if we'll have a follow up where everybody will hear if this is the future or not. But the Ace of Cups reversed came out and that's for your future. And that's, a, again, an ace. So it's the beginning of something. But when it's reversed, there's a little bit of pain that goes on with that. There's like um, a feeling that you can't get what you want. So I, I don't want you to lose hope in the idea of the future because they're telling me that when you start to really get involved with something and you start realizing how long it's going to take or how much it's going to take, you start getting depressed. And so this might happen to you. And I don't want you to take that as a sign that it's not going to happen. It's just okay. that it's probably going to take longer than you would want it to, just because that's the nature of money, the nature of owning something, the nature of creating that kind of wealth or or, or being able to do that. Because with the Ten of Pentacles, you're like trying to, to have something, not just at home, but like overall, uh, the ability to pay for things, the ability to pay for the thing, everything that you need in your life. If you want to have, I don't know if you want to have children, but if you did or, or just multiple dogs, I have no idea, <laughs> but <laughs> whatever you want. It, but you have to pay for everything, you know, so you do have it on your mind that not just a house, it's like your whole life, you know, so I want you to know, like, it, it may become overwhelming because it is such a large endeavor, but just move through the depression, you know, just let yourself feel that and then let it go if you can. Wow. Wow. That made sense. Yeah. A lot of sense. And it really, like I said, this is not really something that I ever necessarily like, not that I didn't care about it, but didn't think that I could do it. But I, yeah, I was looking on Zillow the other day for the first time ever. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe like a small one bedroom one day what? I could do. Yeah. Wow. Outside of Brooklyn. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's, that's your, awesome. Yeah, that's your two of swords reverse. It's like, fuck it. Let me take a look at this shit. Fuck it. Like, like yeah. I've been on my mind. So I'm just going to, I'm going to go look. And that's not something like I know some people kind of just like do that every now and then. Not Shapiro. But I don't. Not because Shapiro. I'm like, that shit's impossible. <laughs> so I don't even bother. But lately, yeah. Also, just like with this Ace of Cups reverse, like when you have a what's called a minor arcana, there's, you know, two different uh, two different por portions of the the tarot. You have the major arcana and the minor arcana. The minor arcana is personal. So it's you. It's not fate. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Know that the Ace of Cups reversed is just something you're probably just going to have to move through. It's not telling you it's not going to work out. It's that Alex Shapiro gets down on herself when she does not, she's not able to materialize something 
maybe as quickly or um, you start to see issues with the idea of owning a home. The mortgage rates are shit. Maybe, uh, you know, the longer it takes, the, the higher prices go. You know, there's all sorts of things. Not Shapiro. <laughs> not my Shapiro. I not never my, worry about any of those things. Not my Shapiro. Life, right? But you need to remind yourself, just remind yourself that you are... Um, and, oh, okay, I don't know if this is going to help at all, but like you're nowhere near owning a house. So, <laughs> so you can't even look at, you I can't can, even go. I can assure you that unless, unless a wealthy family member that I've yet to ever meet dies and suddenly leaves me lots of money, I am most definitely not anywhere near having a down Exactly. Exactly. So just like let the depression happen because it probably will. Just go eat the popcorn that you shouldn't be eating. Cause, you know, <laughs> like, so I don't think we record that part. <laughs> Little kernels in your teeth and just like cry it out. Give me more anxiety. And, right. And then like, you know, just look more so at the day to day things that you can do. You know, if there's a way that you can just start putting $25 away or little things and then kind of let it go because it is a, it's a culmination when it, there's a 10 involved it's something that that you want that's at the top of something right so it's going to take you a while but it was upright so it's something that's like that you see is uh going to be fulfilling in terms of just your physical life, your everyday life, you know, having a home, having that security, even having the money to have a home means you're probably secure in some way, you know, <laughs> like there's something there that you're able to do, like that you're able to work with, you know, like you can probably decorate, you can probably do those things, but I don't see it happening. And, but you know that you don't see it happening next necessarily in the next two, three years, but I would be surprised if it was about five years and that's a reasonable time, yeah. you know, like from, from, from the idea of owning something, to the time that you own it, unless, like you said, you have an inheritance, that's a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, there are no inheritances anytime <laughs> soon, so... Oh, uh, my grandma literally just had COVID and it was like more mild than I had COVID. So uh, <laughs> my dad and I were no like, one wow, is dying. she's going to live till she's 100. So right? no one's dying. Damn. <laughs> Gonna have to buy my own house. <laughs> God damn it. So um, Elizabeth, would you like one? I didn't ask you if you wanted one. But... Uh, no, I don't think I want one like, right now. No, I mean, me. I'm just like, girl, I like, already I'm, heard I'm that Alex's dreams are not coming true anytime soon. <laughs> So. <laughs> I just have like enough in like I've got enough going on. I totally got it. No, and and honestly, like I respect when when you see like the power of the tarot and how much it reflects things. It's like I don't need to know right now. Like there's yeah, yeah. like months that I will not look at it because I'm like I don't want to know. I'm yeah, not yeah. like I just want to be. And I think that that's really really healthy too. If anybody you know is constantly going to someone or constantly consulting things, you, you got to remember time even though it moves, it moves, it, it doesn't move fast enough to see a lot of changes immediately. You know, like yeah. there's, some things can right. come in and change things like that, but it's it's not usually something that you're in control of. It's, you know, either an opportunity or a loss or something that's like kind of on the outside of you. Yeah, so well, I should totally be moving right now. There, there's enough. Oh my God. There's enough, Vanessa. <laughs> I love it. We don't need to talk about nothing. We don't need to talk about nothing. Shut up. So me and you private later. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. So I was like, ah, let me just ask because it's like, I'm here. <laughs> it is so weird, at least like here in New York, I feel like it is, it's not the norm to buy a home because it's very hard to because things are so expensive. Oh, yeah. Also, you're paying rents that are pretty high. 
is a, you're paying a mortgage rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how are you then yeah. saving for a down payment? Um, but I just find it so interesting. Like, I think in other parts of the world or the country, it's like, or a different time in New York years ago where it was like, yeah, everyone just bought a home. That's what you did. You didn't rent forever because who would do that? Well, um, yeah, it kind of depends on what, what you know, class you were in, what race totally, you were in, yeah. what, you know. And I'm, very I'm not general, trying to get it. Yeah, very general. Very general. Of like, or I guess I should say it was more like, well, that was the American dream. Right. right? That's mm-hmm. very fair. Yes, definitely. But also on top of that, you got to remember we're exploited. You know, we as Americans, you're pushed out of your house at 18. Everywhere else, you're there in your house till 23, 24, 25, you know, with your with your family. And they're yeah. and you're able to kind of save up for things. You're straddled with so much debt here. Uh, mm-hmm. You're you know, the second that you get any kind of education, you have to start paying that off. Yeah. You know, so it's it's, it's understandable that it's it's a, a really huge pressure and it's an, an incredible need. Yeah. You know, so it's no wonder that it brought it up because that is the present, you know, um, thought that you have but it's also of course it's swords because it really is a is a difficult um a difficult road because there's just yeah it sucks everything sucks your money everything sucks your money yeah even if you're in a place that um you know it has a lot less cost of living that's also a lower pay rate and you got to be in it for the long haul you've got to really commit Mm. because if you don't commit it's sort of like if you like materialized a house tomorrow which i would want that for you that'd be amazing Mm. But if you were to do that, could you it, it, and nothing else materialize, no extra money, no extra time, no extra anything. Could you really maintain the house that just popped up in front of you? Right. You know, I'm not saying that people aren't capable of doing that because I'm sure that there are people out there that have so much self-esteem and so much ego and also probably have a lot of resources that you that other people don't have or family members with resources that other people have don't have or or privileges that other people don't have. Right. Right. But I don't care how long it takes. I don't care um, all of the th- all the things that come into my way to kind of thwart that that itch, that situation. Like, let me give you a really quick example of my apartment. So I uh, I had a breakup, uh, I think 2018, and I'd moved a lot in my life. My um, family broke up when I was about 15, and then we moved constantly. So I think I moved like 10 to 12 times from 15 to, wow. uh, what was I, 20? Yeah, a lot. So, and I, I was moving in trash bags because I just had nothing. You know, I was just mm. so used to moving that I just never accumulated anything. I was scared to accumulate things. Mm. And so when I, when me and my um, ex broke up, I said to myself, and I've never had this conviction before in my life, and I think it was timing too. You also have to know manifestation has a lot to do with timing. Mm. I said to myself, the next place that I live in New York is the last place I'm renting in New York. So it's going to have every single solitary thing that I say it needs to have, period. Mm. It took me all of a sudden... I had two or three more days at my job because one of the people at my job went on tour. So I got a a much higher paycheck immediately. Uh, My um, boss at the time was like, hey, I've got a free room. Do you want to stay here for a couple of months? And I had basically free rent for the next four months so I could save up the amount that I needed in order to present to anybody uh, what I what, uh, you know, the uh, credentials to get what I wanted because I knew enough like you, uh, Elizabeth. You learn so much through certain things that you do that you know what people need to see. You know what you need. It's not that I was going, oh, I'm just going to get this apartment. I was like, okay, this apartment's going to cost this much. Yeah, <laughs> They're going to yeah, want yeah. four months of the fucking rent. They're yeah. going to want this. They're going to want that. And so I got, it all started happening and I said yes to it. I, I didn't yeah. say, I don't want to work any more than this. I didn't say, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, it's just going to fly in, in, and I'm just going to be able to find it. I knew I was going to have to be very proactive with it. So finally... I mean, there was a bunch of stuff that happened in the middle that was very 
like like the it kind of felt like when the last um the time that uh, our podcast went kind of crazy at the end. It yeah, kind of yeah, feels yeah. like that, where you're just like, I don't know why this is happening, but it's happening and we're just going to go with it. I told her, my my the person that was going to become my roommate, I was like, write down every single thing that you want from this apartment. I'm going to write down every single thing that I want from this apartment and do not, um, d- don't don't worry about uh, the money or, or, or anything like that. It's going to be $2,800 or less. That's what we both can afford. It's a high amount, but the things that we want are pretty high. We yeah. asked for a washer dryer. We asked for a dishwasher. Uh, she said, if it's not ground floor, can we have the second floor? Mm-hmm. I didn't even put down that I wanted an office because I thought that was too much. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't put that down. Girl, if I don't have a washer dryer right next to me, if I don't have a washer dryer, dishwasher, second floor, office, separate bedrooms, how the, how the hell do you find separate bedrooms in Brooklyn? You know, it's just all of these things. And we had to wait it out. There was this place um, was open June 1st, I think. And I wasn't ready. I told her, I was like, I, I, this looks like what we're supposed to have. And we kept turning things down. You have to turn it down if it's not the right thing. Mm. So there were apartments that we saw that had half of the list, had seven things on the list, but it didn't have everything on the list. So I kept turning them down because I was like, I know we did it. We, we put this thing together. This place opened up June 1st. I didn't have the money yet. So I was like, you know what? If it's right, then it'll be there a month later. And it actually was there one month later. And we found out that he was about to switch real estate or real estate offices because they weren't bringing enough people in. And then we came in and he loved us and he happened to love cats. <laughs> and we had two cats and he was like, my mo- my wife is allergic to cats. So please have cats because I want to come visit the cats. Oh, that's so it was great. just like this that's incredible. Cute. Yeah. There's like so many, so many times in my life where I felt an energy and was like, okay, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. When I came to New York, that happened, you know? And it's not all the time. It's not that I can round up all this energy just to make something happen because a lot of times I don't know what I want from my life. So I can't manifest Mm. everything until I actually have something, like I know what I want. Yeah. But when it has happened and I felt it was right, there'd be months that it would take, years, some of them were years that it took, but it happened, you know? So it's the same. It's If you look at it like that and you look at it like, I need strategy, I need money, or resources. I need, what do I need to make this happen? You can have goals, but how many people have goals that they don't go after? How many people have goals yeah. that they, that they, you know, settle for less than, you know, like yeah. you have yeah. to want it in order to manifest it. You have to, yeah. you know, and that requires a certain amount of self-esteem, a certain amount of self-confidence, a certain, uh, a, a, uh, an ability to, to not settle. You know, like to say, I said, I want this. So that's yeah. where we're still going. It's it's looking at losses as just learning experiences. Yeah. You know, if you learned how to do that, it's just exactly what I said about intuition. Some people don't think they have intuition, but they have a green thumb. You know, like you don't think you have intuition, but you're able to um, speak to animals. Veterinarians are intuitive. You know, it's mm-hmm. just being able, reading body language, um, uh, hearing music, like I said, acting. You know, they, you can say, oh, well, I don't I'm not intuitive. But all of that is intuitive. You know, what a way to wrap this all up, Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa Bartlett. Let's hear Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> This bitch. <laughs> this bitch. Thank you. This bitch. <laughs> that was so great, Vanessa. Thank you for coming on the show. This was such a great episode. I always yeah. learn so much. You're the best. You guys are the best.
podcast. Um, will you tell everybody how they can support you, how they can find you, all the things? Yes. So I told you both before we started, I'll tell everybody, I'm no longer on social media. Um, so don't look to find me there. I'm not on social media. <laughs> um, I took I took myself away. It's much better from little old hypersensitive, uh, hypersensitive me. <laughs> um, and I'm going to a podcast. That's really where you're going to be able to find me. It should be out early November, but it's going to start with tarot. Then it's probably going to move to, I'm not sure yet if it's astrology or witchcraft, um, but either one Ooh. of those first and then to uh, the afterlife and eventually to the goddess. So we're going to go very through excited. a lot. Yeah, like I love weaving these stories so that everyone understands where we came from. So we kind of have to start talking about like where we are now and then move backwards because you won't understand back there if you don't understand the through line. So if you, if you want to learn tarot or if you just want to get more involved with tarot or if you want to just listen to um, esoteric topics. Uh, it's going to be under the Aquarian, same name. And um, I'm trying to, uh, oh, my website, you can sign up for my mailing list there. Uh, I have a tarot journal out. That's awesome. I hope I'm going to, I'm trying to have a dream journal come out soon that's going to get you to lucid dream. Mm. I love that. Uh, yeah, like, so you can start waking up in your dreams. You know, if you're, if you're already a dreamer and you want to get like a little bit further, if you just want to like record your dreams and just get a little bit more involved. And, um, yeah, there's going to be more and more stuff going on the website. We're going to have a gathering, me and uh, two other, um, I, I don't know if they let me call them witches. I think, like, I, I'm going to call them witches, <laughs> but two other people. And we're going to have a gathering on December 21st for the uh, winter solstice, you know, the day nice. that the sun gets to the very lowest it gets in the sky. And we're going to mm -hmm. do a big sound bath kind of meditation. We're going to go over all the astrology that's coming up for the next quarter of the year. And then Taylor is a hypnotherapist. So she's going to put everybody into a guided meditation, and then I'm going to choose the music that goes along with it. So it's going to be just a really awesome experience. So awesome. watch out I for that. Come. Yes, come! <laughs> Please! It's going to be so much fun. That sounds great. Yeah, it's going to be on Zoom, too. So it's totally accessible. Cool. It's not something you have to, like, physically go to. So there's a lot. I'm trying to make my website as dynamic as possible because that is magic to me, is, you know an everyday kind of experience or an everyday connection, even if it's not something so spectacular in front of you. It's just being able to connect with the unseen or with something that's just, you know, intangible, just beautiful beyond what we experience every day. So hopefully I can get it to a place where people are feeling that fulfillment. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks so, so much. And we'll talk to you next time. You're the greatest round. Hey, hope you all enjoyed that chat with Vanessa. Uh, that reading she did for me was kind of insane. In such a short amount of time, she hit the nail on the head of something that's been really weighing on my mind. Kind of insane. What did you think? I mean, I love speaking with Vanessa. She always has so much insight into just how to, I think, like verbalize how to <laughs> all of my like anxieties at the same time but also how to I guess like soothe my anxieties both verbalize and soothe them at the same time which I love she's yeah she's very soothing and delivers things in a way that makes sense also totally because I think a topic like this it can be really easy to be like wait what a hundred percent but she's a great way of explaining things and I always learn so much from her me too 
So you guys can DM or email us your listener letters and beauty baddie moments of the week on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast or True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow our personal Instagram accounts. I'm at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. I'm at Alex Lindley. You can make an in-person or virtual appointment at truebeautybroken.com to hang with Elizabeth. Or you can make an in-person appointment with me, Alex, at cheekybrooklyn.com. That's it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a COCBK production produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Mixed by Beta Wave. Follow us on Instagram at truebeautybrooklynpodcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.